All right. Today, your organization of the true origins of mankind asks you to come with us as we take a stroll down an alternate idea of history and how we have become what we are today. Join us as the Something Perplexing podcast takes a look at the Anunnaki. I'm Issa. I'm Patty. And I'm Khalid. And wait, <laughs> hold on. For the most special of intros. Bro. Did Patty just give up, dude? I made a Patty's voice just now. Because she, she dropped Patty off. just give up, dude. She the, the Anunnaki are trying to keep it. It was one intro too much. I, Patty was I, like, I said, fuck I'm this shit. They're not even gonna notice I'm gone. <laughs> I, I covered for you, girl. I meant I made up your voice. So. He did, he did. On point. But he was like, this is one I, stupid I, intro too many. I hit the wrong button. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just saying we do an intros and we're talking about special people who join in us today. Extremely special piece people. Yeah. So face Sin Yang. Go ahead. Hi everybody. Christine here. Ready for this. Hey, Christine. And one more special guest who's going to grace us with the expertise of the Anukai that only he has. Mr. Luis Santos. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, guys? The He Shag Heads gang in the building. Yes, he does shag heads. He shags the hell out of heads. Luis knows. You remember that episode, dude? He shags the heads. That's awesome. Greatest line ever. Greatest line ever. It was, um... It needs to be put on a shirt. We do need to What was his name? It was a serial killer. That was one of your episodes. He killed his mom. Remember? Uh, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. He makes mugs in prison now. He does make mugs in prisons. Very, very special mugs. And Yang, you and Lewis gonna be taking the um the reins on this particular episode. But for my little idea of it, I just want you guys to know this shit is so interesting to me. In terms of us presenting this episode, it is a topic that we was thinking about doing for like months now. Mm-hmm. Like since mid last year, since Inyang joined us last on Mermaids. Um, this was the next one that we needed to do. Is so so crazy interesting. How much uh, like I'm a big evolution person, you know. I wouldn't speak for anybody, but I just know I know Patty feel the same way. Like in terms of the origins of mankind, where you guys stand and how we how we at where we at. And yeah, I completely believe in creation, a hundred percent believe in creation. But I believe that the creation that occurred is probably not how we believe that it occurred. So I think that there's a lot of things that science is getting into these days that explains creation in a lot more, um, in a better way than back in the days when it was just like, oh, this happened. And then all of this had, you know, appeared. And now when we're going back into, you know, looking at history and looking at some of like the Hubble telescope stuff, I feel like it's super interesting that, you know, it, kind of alludes to a possible creation type of, um, you know, beginning. So I do believe in that. I just don't think that it happened in the way that we officially know it. So that's my point of view. And in terms of when you say creation, you're talking about like, and when I hear creation, I think um, 
the first thoughts is God create the earth in seven days type mm-hmm. of story. That that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about, right? That is what I'm talking about. But when we talk about the logistics about you know time and all of that, I do believe that I got we you. do not have a full understanding of those types of timelines. So for us to use terminology such as seven days might be just like a humanistic point of view, as opposed to um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what is an eon? What is, you know, that that's kind of like where I'm coming from. So yeah, I do believe that there is a creator. I don't believe that things happen by coincidence. I do not believe in coincidence. I think that things do happen for a reason. And I think that um, that there was a beginning and I believe that something, a creator initiated all of this, 100%. And that you were gonna say, there was a beginning and the end is coming. You know, it's like this. <laughs> <laughs> The end will be March 3rd. You have here. a few days. The end it's is here. This has been known to make some predictions. So, you know, I don't know. I'm looking forward to hearing this. I'm going to write down March 3rd right now. I love it. I love can, that can, perspective. Can we, push it, can we push it far? Because March 3rd is a busy day for me. So Yeah, dude. I don't know if I can <laughs> handle say, end of times. You didn't say what year. So we're good. Oh, okay. 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 okay good deal. Yeah. Keep it vague, Issa. Keep it vague. That's beautiful, Inya. Uh, Khalid, what are you thinking, buddy, in terms of like your perspective for how everything starts? I have no idea. They said God created everything, and then there was a big bang. I'm like, who created the big bang? It makes no sense. Everything is just a, a, an idea, thought, religion, science. is all, you know, uh, let me guess. Nobody can think that far back. Because when you see the size of the universe, they're like, the you don't know. Nobody knows. They say there were more. If you count all the sand grains on Earth, they, would say, they, they said there would be more stars in the sky than there okay. are sand, grains of sand on Earth. And mm-hmm. that just blows my freaking mind. It does. So do I know anything? Hell no. I'm just one of the, the particles you know, like that makes up the sun, all the science terminology that makes up solar systems. It's in me. I know I'm, I'm, I'm one of those lesser beings, you know, but, you know, I have no idea what happened up there. You like Joni Mitchell, buddy. You're stardust. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that song, but yeah, I like that. Like, you guys, we're going to discuss Anunnaki. Issa brought this term up, Anunnaki, and I'm like, who the hell is that? I have no idea what that is until, you know, I began doing research because you guys are making me get into it. I'm like, okay, this is a thing that I should have known about. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I had to research... Because I love you guys so much, I spent like at least an hour researching a dude in Yang last week. I know you listened to the episode, right, in Yang? But mm-hmm. last week, I was like researching this dude who like just loved to eat vomit for like a minute. He loved him some yummy vomit. It's not cool. Anyway, Mr. Luis Santos, how do you feel about our creation and in terms of um, where we at right now as mankind? Where you feel that start from monkeys swinging on a tree till here some type of big bang evolution had a play in the mix if, if, talks, I, buddy. if I had to pick a team it would be team evolution <laughs> um it's it's just you see you see the magic of evolution in places like the Galapagos Islands for example different types of tortoises how they how they live in in different different parts of, of kind of the same island chain, but they adapted to those specific 
you know, the, the specific terrain and things like that. So it's, and it's what makes most sense. Um, yeah, so that's how I feel about it. I think we're, we're more, we're, we're evolution. And, and Yang, you feel like, like I, if I grasp the idea of evolution from the, what you had say, I don't feel like what you're saying in terms of a creationist point of view exclude the idea of evolution. It doesn't. Uh, like, it doesn't. Not in my book, it doesn't. And I do believe that science actually explains, is beginning to explain that a little bit more. Because when you look back like 50 years ago, it like completely precluded the idea of creation. It was like you had to be team one or team the other. And I think that now as time progresses, that there's been a little bit more evidence that kind of says, you know what, this started this way, but like, I think it was clear who said, but what made this happen? And that's kind of like the way that I look at it because just because, you know, um, something was supposed to have, like what created the Big Bang, what existed before that, what exists outside of the, the, the universe as we know it, you know, and is the creator in my book, because like I said, I completely believe it, is the creator within the universe, is the creator outside of the universe, is the creator outside of time. I mean, if you're talking about like that type of thing, then, you know, something that would be able to set something in motion, such as the beginning of the universe would have to be outside of the universe, outside of time and all of that, which like I said, I feel that it's really interesting because then you cannot define time in the way that we define it. You know, a year to me is not going to necessarily be a year in the grand scheme of things. And so when they say that things were created in seven days, could seven days to me be seven eons? You know, like that to me is one of the mysteries that is out there. But I, I and, and that's the other thing, like did the spark that created humanity start over here? And then we then change to adapt a little bit more to is that a possibility i think that's a possibility i think that there's so many different things out there that could you know further explain this and i think as we as time passes we're going to learn more and more about those um possibilities you know like louis said about the tortoise and things like that okay that being said one of the things that um i was reading about was when you look at the short period of time that humanity was supposed to have evolved, it's like, scientifically speaking, it's very difficult for the type of evolution and the intelligence that we gain to have occurred in, you know, such a short amount of time. It's either the time that it took for those things to occur was longer, or there might have been something that kind of urged us to go in that route. So that's why I'm saying my belief doesn't necessarily pre preclude that, but um my main thing is that none of this is coincidence like there's just way too many synchronicities like it works too perfectly for it to be just mere coincidence in my book Ms. Patricia Abaro, how you feel about where we at right now because like I've taught to follow up on Christine and I'm trying to keep it in my head but where, where, where you at in terms of evolution creationism because the question after this for everybody going to be how do you anukai fit into that scheme and if it makes sense because that's Christine what you were saying that is kind of like where the uh, whole Anukai thing have like some type of relevance because it I think science could acknowledge the fact that it have a, a period of evolution where within that 200,000 years mm -hmm. had like a massive spike that that mm -hmm. kind of unexplained and as a scientific thing you know mm -hmm. but Miss Patricia Apero writer I agree. I agree with christine i think something created something and then everything else came to be through evolution 
but I think, I mean, I don't believe in the Bible. I think that's clear to anybody that's ever listened to the podcast, but, and I don't believe like in God in the sense that he created two people that had a bunch of kids and they had ancestral relationships and they populated the earth. I don't believe any of that, but I believe something created something. I don't know that it's a, a being like a person, but you know what I mean? It could have been anything. could have been a tree. I don't know. It's like Teenage Ninja Turtles. Some some ooze came out and interacted with something else, and it created something. You know, just who created ooze? The ooze <laughs> created itself. Yes. It's like what came first? Just the things <laughs> there. Yeah, I don't know. That just, just blows things. my mind thinking about that. Just things, guys. So, um, it have like any perspective that you guys have because we're gonna get start jumping deep into um the whole uh, idea Anukai playing a part in our evolution. Um, a lot of the ancient alien theorists they push hard on Anukai, and plenty of the push back on it, and plenty of the oh this is bullshit. It come with this idea that. In that area, Persia, uh, that whole thing where the Mesopotamian culture spring, um, so Syria, Babylon, all those different regions, right? People throw in this idea that if it had alien intervention by this massive, you know, alien race, it devalued the contributions that man could have made by themselves, you know? And it it a lot of people say that the theory is racist because of that. Because it's like these areas where it have like people who, you know, what I mean, they they basically devalue in what they could accomplish without alien intervention. You guys take heed in that. I for me, on that perspective of it, I, I like I don't see it being the intention of being racist. I see the people who coming up with the ideas like genuinely thinking, oh shit, it had like some aliens in the mix because of things that we're going to discuss because of certain ideas we'll discuss. But I, I I don't think the intention racist. I could understand how people interpret it as that, especially in this pantyas politically correct climate that we're in right now, you know? But the issue is that, the issue is that people only say those things about <laughs> structures in certain countries and when you talk about structures in europe and stuff like that people don't tend to make comments like that and that's what makes it racist that's what makes it like oh the white people could have done it but not the brown or black people so that's what makes it racist and i believe in aliens and all that but like i i understand why it comes across as kind of demeaning to a whole culture of people uh that were able to accomplish great things and then we're like oh they could have done it it was aliens well yeah, things good go oh sorry it, things things that were made american let's talk about mount rushmore we saw them make mount rushmore mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> I, I saw it with my eyes what i'm trying to say is that there's it doesn't make sense the the tools that they would have had access to, to to for such feats it just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and 
I, I don't necessarily think that's racist. I just think there's there's a question to be answered. What were they? How did they do it? And I agree. There's there's nothing showing that they really did do it. I agree with Lewis. And um, you know, just thinking about when we look at the ancient structures, a lot of the ancient structures that we don't have any type of um, information about are usually in South America and Africa, all these places where there's not like a lot of written, you know, history about that specific structure. The ones in Europe, except for like Stonehenge, but, but the most of the ones like we have an idea about it. There's nothing in the U.S. that we don't really have a better idea of how they came to be. But the ones in Africa, Egypt is so incredibly old when you actually like look at the history of it, the ones in South America as well. So when you take a look at it, like I was looking at some of the structures in, I don't know how to pronounce it and I'm not going to try and butcher but some of the ones in, in Central America and I was just like at the time that this was built and the massive structure that this is like it doesn't I can't comprehend in today's worldview how something like that could have been created and there's no written like, like you know writings from that time period so yeah I can see why people would be like well that's not even possible in human hands because I can't conceptualize it so I see what Lewis is saying and I, I take it into today's uh, viewpoint of what's being built in Miami, for instance, driving downtown Miami, they're building these massive bridges and they have all this machinery right there. You see the machines pulling it up and putting it down and then the machines disappear and they go somewhere else. Who's to say that they didn't have machines back then or crane systems? They're not going to draw their, their machinery during the work. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about that as, an, as a thought, but... To have pyramids in Egypt and pyramids in freaking South America so far separated in so many different, so many parallels in their cultures, it uh, raises a lot of questions in my mind about how connected were we back then. We don't know what happened back then with the world. And and Yang brought up a, a good point. You know, we don't know how old the world really is. We're saying 6,000 BC and BC, this, AC, DC, whatever. I don't know. A lot of, you know, coming up, but we don't know for sure how old everything is. There could have been connections back then, you know, or, or maybe there was an alien race sharing information. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And this is what we have uh, our experts on today to enlighten us on. Yeah. Listen, Yang, please. Anunnaki, what the fuck are we talking about here? So, in my rated up. So, what I know about the Anunnaki, and I've been fascinated by them just because, like I mentioned, I do believe in a creationist theory. And when you are looking at it, I've read the Bible, you go through the biblical account and all of that, and then you come across this information, and so much of it mimics what we've seen in the Bible. So I found it extremely interesting. Of course, like some of the accounts differ, but there, the similarities are just wild to me. So um, the Anunnaki, of course, as um, I'm sure our listeners are well aware, are a group of deities that were in the you know in the Sumerian culture. They were considered gods and Anunnaki, and I'm sure it says gonna correct me if I'm wrong, but literally translates to um from above they came or something like that. Khalid, did you want to say? Well, I said Lewis might correct you just in case. <laughs> okay, Lewis might correct me. Go but ahead. I think it you got me there. It's something no, like I know that. I know what it is. I have it in my from notes. the sky. It's it's too Give me a second. I promise I have notes. I just didn't open it because I thought you guys were experts. 
<laughs> well, I just want to say that I know one, it comes from two brother and sister aliens, but is the Cain and Abel of aliens, and one of the aliens' name is Anuman, and the other one is Naki Sam, and together there is Anuki. Oh, so what I have is... I don't know, those names wrong. I just make that up. <laughs> what? Oh, really? The term itself translates to princely offspring or offspring of Anne, referencing the god of the heavens, who is Anne, and then the earth goddess, who is Ki. Mm -hmm. And so. so I believe that it, they were literally supposed to have come from the sky. Like that's what the ancients considered them, um, deities to, that, have, that had pretty much come directly from the sky. And so Ki being, you know, the goddess of earth and Anu, and of course, they had their offsprings, Enki and Enil. And Enki was pretty much put in charge of, um, I guess, governing the earth, even though that one was the god of the, the sea, the water, but was put in charge of the first city. Um, Enil was the god of the air, and they did have an adversarial relationship. And Enki, basically, they had... Apparently, when they came to earth, they created a base here and used other slave labor to be a basically mine um basically mine gold and the reason that they needed gold is because their home planet nibiru for those of us who have been around a while we've heard about nibiru and the wandering planet so nibiru was where they came from and nibiru had some kind of calamity and lost most of their atmosphere and so anu who is like the head god the overall all-seeing wisdom everything god basically decided that they needed gold in order to be able to um, replenish their atmosphere. And they did not have enough gold in their home planet, Nibiru, which wanders the solar system and is called sometimes called the destroyer. So they decided to get slave labor elsewhere to mine gold. They found gold on Earth, had another slave labor that was actually mining the gold here on Earth. And after a very long time, those alien slavers rebelled and said, sick and tired of working for you and basically we're not going to do that anymore well the Anunnaki crushed them destroyed them they were gone and so that's when they decided you know what we need new people to like mine our gold for us and so the theory then is that they decided to genetically man manipulate <clears throat> the race that was already here on earth and using their godly blood and some of their essence and clay in order to create what is known as the first human, Adamu, even, yeah, I think Adamu, which in Hebrew is Adam, and that was the first man. And so they basically created Adam to mine gold for them. Um, Adam at that point was supposed, like man, humans were supposed to be infertile and just mine the gold for them. But over time, they needed more slave labor. So they decided to manipulate their genes again in order to make them be able to reproduce. And that's how all of this happened. That's what I know. I have a question, but you're talking about them in the way of like the ancient alien theory, right? Because did the people back then believe they were aliens? No, the people back then believed they were the heavens, right? Yes, they believed that they were 100, they, they were gods. Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely, yeah. But they basically, I mean, and the thing about it is because they're pretty much, to my understanding, they're able to have like the longevity of, you know, thousands and thousands of years. They have all this power. And of course, if you're a caveman, and I believe it was like Homo erectus, I can't remember the human species or the human ancestry species that was supposed to be around at that point. Like anyone who's flying around, 
you're a god pretty much and so that's how they were able to come subdue and they were worshipped for thousands and thousands for however long that they were here as gods so that's that's the origin story that i know i heard some pagan religions still worship them yeah yeah you know what hit home for me when um i hear this origin story like since i was young right right and yeah so and yeah when i was young i was a rebel you understand i trying really? to i trying to I fight no babylon yeah man i trying to fight babylon i'm trying to fight the system i up in the hills with the rasters just you know saying babylon <laughs> don't make sense dread and rasta man saying no it don't make sense we not bound to this babylon what it is i saying is it was always kind of apparent that this system it built towards a, a, a type of slave set mentality the people i gravitate to like it seem they have a glitch in the brain where they're like wait this shit don't make sense you know something about the system something about because we we rally so passively work just let's just look at america alone so passively work to pay the taxes of the rich and like uh, uh you'll hear people oh we just why is the rich getting taxed this and we getting taxed that and nothing really gonna change you know it have like a direct power structure and we slaves in it and we just keep going and keep going and keep going and people very accepting to it dude you know? Thank you, Issa. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's almost like they were created to like toil. Yes. That's what I say, dude. <laughs> like, for real. It has come across like that sometimes, you know? And I had a thought I have in this when she she brought that up, you know, about we were brought the the aliens came here to make man harvest gold for them does seem very colonizing you know mentality going on there right yeah brings up thoughts of uh you ever seen stargate atlantis yes it's all about the anunnaki right who's seen stargate oh. all oh, of yeah. them anybody i have oh. you have Lewis? i missed that one bad man i've seen the first one i've seen the movie but not the not the show but Oh man, the, the the headdress, the lifting headdress. Oh, so cool. Oh. And I need the alien, human man, you know. Human man. Little, little light skinned man, but you know, that that's happening over there. But it brought to mind a uh, book reading I went to once in, in Books and Books down in Coral Gables. And in there, there was this old Asian lady. She's Chinese, right? And back in the day, she was brought up mining like harvesting fields and living in china that communist regime over there at the time she was told that she needed to feed the poor americans because they're starving you have to work extra hours on the field harvesting food because you got to feed the americans that's the propaganda they were given so it kind of brings to mind what's going on here with our lovely anunnaki people you know oh we got to harvest the gold to give to them so they can fix their planet Oh, you just put blind in your pocket so they can live good. Just, you know, thought in my head. So, bro, we're still doing the same shit today. Mm. Great point. Great point. Thank Very you. interesting. 
You're welcome. God damn. I don't know her name, but you know, I'll give her some credit eventually. <laughs> God damn. But yeah, dude. It is is legit that a slave would put more of their heart into something if they feel they're trying to do something good. Because not just we program for some reason. And like this is my duality of the thought. Like I I feel like it have a part of us that program to be slaves, but then it have like a part of us that just programmed for for so much freedom and to seek love and to seek these things that just break us out of that idea. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like that's a learned evolutionary response personally. Because I feel like our nature is to, okay, you know what? You need to go out of the sun and toil to make sure that this one on the table and you need to toil for this and you need to toil for that. And then when you get to a certain point in your life where you have toil and toil and toil and you have like advanced beyond that and you're just like, okay, it's it's a luxury to be able to have the freedom to consider love. It's a, it's a luxury to be able to have that option to be able to think about arts and, and, and things that are not put food on the table. So it's it's interesting it's that's beautiful you say that shit because that like my experience i feel like more it start with with i'm not gonna follow rules and then it had to be like evolved into staying on the on a rule-based part and staying really? on something yeah really? like it was Maybe. a conscious effort but if you, you don't know? follow rules you don't eat so i feel like yeah exactly because that's but that's that that was the conscious effort because you know what dude and like it was uh like i i tell you i up in the mountain i with the rastafarian and i say to myself would i like to live in this mountain with no electricity no shit i gotta grow my shit i uh, i i like cable i like the internet i like fridge i like the microwave you know i like shit dude i like shit where I need money, man. I need money for that shit. And like, it, it was a genuine thought. Abandon the system, live off the grid, or play the game, make my money. And get your microwave. I get my microwave. We don't have a no. microwave. Do you think we're like not living, we're not doing it right? You are like a caveman, Patricia. I don't have a I don't microwave. Even- <laughs> you guys are advanced we don't. because you don't like you're you've evolved past the use of such type of cooking techniques and i'm very proud of you patty thank you we have an air fryer it heats everything up <laughs> we just look at it and it heats up we just like <laughs> hot dog you invoke the power of the mind heat the hot dog Greg descendants of the anunnaki <laughs> Hey, Lou, so in terms of the uh, introduction to the Anunnaki, you, you had kind of like get the same ideas that had like something you wanted to add to that in terms of the origin story. All right. So um, uh, Thoth, the Ant- the Atlantean high priest, creator of everything, I guess you can kind of put him adjacent with Jesus. And if I'm not mistaken, that's kind of the same story going forward. Um, uh, yeah, yeah that, that was the creator. He uh full dude. And yeah, he was the creator of what? Of everything. Oh, so that's like the highest, like the. He's one of the sons, if I'm not mistaken, right? Of the, he's like one of the sons of. I'm trying to remember the, the guy's name. Anunnaki. The Anu, the main god. 
I'm sorry? Uh, the the Anu? Well, I have him as Anu, the main god. Right, right. And he was the sun, if I'm not mistaken. He's a god of the moon, of reckoning, of learning, and writing. Right. He was held to be the inventor of writing, the creator of languages, the scribe, interpreter, and advisor of the gods. And the representative of the sun god. So and Keeper, the bookkeeper. In terms of like the the Sumerian text that discovered this Anunnaki, it is, uh, in terms of a time frame, uh, two thousand years before Bible, right? So this going way, way, and I, I feel like two thousand years is the solid go to. Was was the time frame on this it, it, shit? Six, I think six thousand, if I'm not mistaken. Six thousand plus years. The oldest known form of writing is this, which once again I find incredibly fascinating. Discovered in the uh, recently, right? Like nineteen eighty something or nineteen the seventies, like within the twentieth century, like the nineteen hundreds. With the text, the um, what do you call the text? The cuneiform, cuneiform tablets, cuneiform, cuneiform tablets. Those were like discovered back in. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Emerald Tablets. They had the Emerald for, Tablets. They had them for a while, but I think they found some documents back in 18, 1843 by a, a French scientist called Paul Bota. He found like a, a tomb or a, a room with thousands of tablets. And with that, they were able to kind of decipher what these um, cuneiform tablets were trying to say. So all of a sudden, eighteen. So picture this, right? Eighteen fourteen. They find this particular uh, set of tablets, the emerald tablets, and it described this particular alien race. It have the idea of thought, and thought is the son of God, and it had more similarities to the Jesus story in these tablets, right? Like in terms of thought being sacrificed and being killed and rising from the dead, and it had that, right? And yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot when you go when you look over the cuneiform writings, like there is a lot of information in there that's very similar to biblical stories. That's one of the things that I was saying is very the the creation of Adam, uh, the creation of the world itself. Because even you know in in Genesis, it talks about you know how the day and the night was created and how the waters were divided, and apparently those were same. Um, that same information is also in the cuneiform tablets. So there is a lot in there that's very similar to the biblical text. So that's why I said, considering the time frame from when one was created, one was found, you know, one was apparently created, and when the Bible um, was written or based on, it's just really interesting because the the stories are. It's like you basically using one story to complete the other book. It's it's very interesting, similar. Dude, that's some Star Wars shit, right? Like really? first we get episode, you know, four, five, and six, and then all of a sudden they discover episodes one, two, and three, and it built into it. The people in eighteen whatever when they first start to decipher this particular information, the the uh, like I would love to know if you guys see anything on the reaction. It had to be like a oh shit type of moment, like this jeopardize the Bible, because and this is what the Bible based on. And there was a conversation about that that I, I heard two people having. They were saying, you know, if these writings existed so far before Christianity, 
why doesn't the Bible specifically allude to any of these things? And they were like, well, number one, one of the theories was like the people who wrote the Bible didn't know about it. And then the other one was like, well, if they included that and there's information about this all-powerful deities that are technically not, you know, the Christian God, does that not dilute who and how we think of the Christian God? So I thought that that was very interesting. And it, it, once again, like um, Issa and I had briefly talked about like the Epic of Gilgamesh, the blood story and all of that. And, you know, when I found out that that was something from a text thousands of years before the Bible, I was like, wow, you know, this is very interesting. If most people knew that this story originated linked to an Anunnaki story, would they still feel like that was like this great biblical story? I don't know. If you think like me that creation is not exactly how we see it, then you might not, it might not bother you one way or the other. But if you have a strict, you know, the Bible is something that needs to be taken literally 100%, then you might be like, oh, wow, this distorts my view of thinking and I can't cope with the world anymore. So, you know. 100, man. 100. No, I feel you. I mean, like, dude. Not just like I tell you the Jesus story, but the flood story too. All of it coming from this particular idea of uh, Anunnaki beginning that spans 6,000 plus years before the Bible. Then on top of that, you have like these similarities. And I know if you check this shit, but the similarities between one of the most talked about books that was omitted from the Bible. Right, so the Book of Enoch had a lot of shit in it that kind of cross reference with this, and that was purposefully left out. Listen, of we, the we, Bible. Gotta, we gotta cut that out. No. <laughs> when they were editing the Bible, like, get the same shit out of here. No, no, we're not gonna do it. <laughs> let me hear. Let me hear. Let me hear. Has anybody here read the Book of Enoch? By the way, because I'm super interested. Has anyone here read it? Uh, I have not, but I think it, it, it is pretty much about that. It's it's talking more in detail of these beings that came down to do their thing, create, and yeah, it just just completely got cut out, like a lot of different books in the Bible. But, yeah. I'm actually trying to get my hands on it. That's why I asked Louis because um, I've watched and I've read books about the Book of Enoch, but I haven't actually read it. And I'm very I'm I'm, I'm going to get my hands on a copy one of these days. Right on, right on. Amazon might have it. You know, they yeah. got all the books. Sacredtext.com. If you just go online and go into that uh, particular website, they'll have it. They have a breakdown of everything. Thank you. I'm pretty sure you can find it online, Kiki. Like, yeah. I'm looking on Spotify. Um. <laughs> Dude, so, and again, you like Christine, particularly, like, you don't feel that the existence of this and the fact that this could have been reality in terms of this alien race contributing to our evolution, it don't take away anything from your idea of still having a higher power. No, absolutely not. I don't think so. In my opinion, the higher power is not something that I fully understand. Um, like Patty says, it could be anything. I just know that it is a higher power. It is something beyond my control beyond my understanding is it um 
Is it a spirit? Is it an entity? Is it a tort cloud? Like, we don't have a clue. We don't have a clue what this looks like. We, in our humanistic way, will be able, will think about it as, you know, maybe like this gigantic godlike persona. But in reality, we, we really have no idea. So would I be able to preclude that this has nothing to do with, I don't know, is this an alien? I, I think by saying that all of creation was created by a specific alien entity it's like if this is an alien entity then it's limited by the laws of science and nature and physics and all of those things that are within the universe if you're within the universe your, your ability in my opinion to control things on a grand label such as time is called into question so i would believe that this is an entity that's outside of you know bigger than that to be able to have full control over planets, over time, over space and things like that. So that's my opinion. If you have the ability to actually create a planet, then I don't think you're just a regular alien. Mm -hmm. But however, do I know? I don't know. But that's why I said I, I believe in a creator, but I don't know what that creator looks like. And Patty, like on a flip side of that, like your understanding and... I know if Lou stepped away for a sec, but it'll go for Lou too. In terms, in terms of like the idea of uh, uh, that alien intervention playing a role in your understanding of evolution, you feel like that impacted, like aliens be playing a role in evolution, it discredit evolution in a particular way. It like. No, it doesn't discredit it. I just don't know that I believe it. Like, why are the aliens so invested in, in, in us, like, in that matter and seeing us progress? Like, I understand taking us and doing tests on us, but why Why do they Why do they care? Patty, Kalita, and Inyang got words. I know. Because <laughs> we're the slaves. That's why. Yeah, oh, Patty, yeah. okay, well. <laughs> My my comment was going to be like, if they're powerful enough to like, you know, have influence on planets and, 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 you know, humans and such, why can't they just like create gold? Like, why do they have to mine it? I feel like anything powerful enough to create, you know, a species should be able to what in the middle of time if we're out here tinkering trying to like turn you know regular everything into gold i feel like an alien species with advanced technology should be able to do something like that without having to use like menial labor Very yeah cool. yep so that's my issue with that story yeah the gold thing threw me off too it it seemed like a very particular element in the story that go towards man and man need you know to get shit you know and make it gold it's super, super sought after. Uh, Lou, before you had step away, um, I was asking if you feel like that Anunnaki story and the intervention that they could have potentially play in our evolution, if that if that interrupt your ideas of uh, uh, human evolution. Mm, not so much interrupt, but I think it's it's plausible that that's where everything started and then everything just started you know you got that train going and everything humanity is doing its thing and we just evolved through the years but then you believe in creationism that is what you're saying because also yeah it could be both it can right. definitely be both i like the um idea the anunnaki going through the people and then they had like one set of people who couldn't shag and then they had like a whole other set of people and it was like we're going to sprinkle in some ability to shag 
That's that, what that's what you had mentioned. And Yang, look, I was listening. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? That was yeah. our part, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but you look but, at me like that was a part of the story, dude. <laughs> no, they decided to give us the ability to shag because they needed more people. And I'm just like, but you created us. You could just like create more people. So it's like if you're so incredibly powerful that you can do all of these things, you know, um terraform a planet, terraform a planet. Bro, you can make gold. You can totally make gold if you can terraform a planet. And if you can create humans, then giving us the ability to like create, like labor is super intensive. Nine months, it's going to give you, you're going to give us like nine months to pop out one new worker for you. Why don't you just create like 20 more in one day? Year. It's going to take at least two years before they can work because when do kids start walking at like, <laughs> like 10 months no like 10 months i guess yeah yeah but are you gonna put a 10 month old to hard labor like no and and, and that 10 month old is going to like disrupt my ability to work because now i have to go feed that thing over there and watch it and take care of it and all these different things and you know so maternal <laughs> i have to feed that thing over there <laughs> i'll feed it you gotta feed that it. thing <laughs> They're willing to wait years, man, because time is all made up recently. You know, the days, the weeks, the months, the years, hours. Like you said before, you know, what's age? What's the time frame, really? We don't know how long they're willing to wait to make that slave race work. So I guess my thing would be their planet needs this because our atmosphere is, you know, contaminated and they're not able to support life. Then that means that they are bound by time because then that means that they have to fix their atmosphere within a certain time period. Otherwise their planet would not be able to sustain life any longer or their life. I know I'm going way too deep into this, but you know, if no, that's the case, deep, then, then you, you, you don't have like eons to wait for little Tommy over there to grow up and start like mining gold. You need like 20,000 Tommy's mining gold today because your planet only has so many more eons left before they complete. A uh, question I have guys. Talking about planets, right? Mm. How many planets are in our solar system? Are you going to make a Uranus, Joe? <laughs> I should. Oh, <laughs> but we were... all could be up somebody's <laughs> anus. Just, you know, that's our our <laughs> existence. We don't know. We might get flushed eventually. That's that freaking wormhole, baby. They're flushing us down. You never know. It's a slow process. But <laughs> how many planets do we have in our solar system right now? You know, Eight. AIDS, right? What about Pluto? Yes. Pluto is not considered a planet, right? Anymore, right? Because of whatever. But there is like signs of a ninth planet. We just haven't yeah. seen it. But yeah. apparently all the signs are there for a ninth. Yeah, a ninth one. But they say it's like so far out there. Like all our planets are so close to each other. This mm -hmm. planet, if they're like in a, you know, in a football field of planets, the next planet would be in Georgia. It'll be that far away. It's like super far away, you know, but... Their, Pluto is, was downgraded to a dwarf planet, right? Mm -hmm. And they found about, so far, um, one, two, three, four others right now, dwarf planets out there. And they say there could be up to a hundred dwarf planets out there. Who's to say what's on those planets? And they're saying that the planet that they're from, what's the name of the planet that the Anunnaki are from again? Ne Forgot Nibiru? the name of it. Nibiru? Nibiru, Nibiru. yeah, right? They say it, it only circles near the sun, Every few thousand years. So by 29 something, that would be the time frame, they say. It would be circling back to the sun. So they might come visit again. 
You know, that yeah. whole 2012 thing was about Nibiru. The whole, yeah. you know, end of the world Mayan prophecy was supposed to be Nibiru's return. And oh. Nibiru was supposed to be coming back. And it's, um, it was supposed to, it's and I cannot discuss this because I was super into that whole, you know, 2012 apocalypse thing. And Please so, expand on this. Please. So basically, this whole thing, they were saying that the time frame was 2012, that it was expected to be visible with the naked eye in 2012. And it's coming back into our, you know, interplanetary system on this side was going to cause like massive, just like chaos, including, um, you know, earthquakes and all kinds of things, which could have possibly resulted in the complete like annihilation of like human life on the planet. So that was supposed to be what it was. And so that goes back into what I had discussed a little bit earlier with the Epic of Gilgamesh, because apparently that's what was supposed to have created the Great Flood to begin with was the return of Nibiru. And once it came close enough into our interplanetary system, it caused like the planet to heat up, the poles, the ice poles melted, creating like a huge tidal wave, which created the flood which is what decimated like humanity and although they knew about it um Enki only told a select few who had the Anunnaki bloodline because they wanted to preserve a certain bloodline and those were the people that were on the boat that were saved everybody else because there was this whole interbreeding going on um with humans and they wanted to get rid of those ones and only preserve this awesome ones that Enki liked and so that's Nibiru was the one that was what caused the great flood that resulted in you know that whole epic of Gilg Gilgamesh slash Noah story yeah I could see that like I seen that now in terms of evolution in terms of like us like you seeing people creating AI and falling in love with it. You know what I mean? Like on, on real and physical ways, like with these weird robot shagging things. And like, you could imagine they, the Anuki make us and then like, I like it. I genuinely like it. We're going to make Anuki babies. And then they start making Anuki babies. That is what they, they get pissed off at. Mm -hmm. And they want yeah. to do yeah, they didn't want us to... Well, also because the babies were, like, superhuman. They were, like, gigantic, and they were, like, super strong, and, you know, all these different things. So it was... Um, oh, but they were hard to control. They were kind of, like, chaotic in thought and thinking. So although, it, like, like they were heroes and big and strong, you couldn't control them. So they were like, no, 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 let, let's get rid of these ones because we don't want them around. And the only ones that we want to keep are the ones that we officially genetically engineer. And by the way, the ones that they were engineering were engineered to be docile because they didn't want them to take part of, they didn't want them to become like part of like a rebellion, like the prior slave race that was, you know, slaves, whatever. The prior race that were slaves, they didn't want them to take that same path. So the humans engineered were supposed to be docile. And I guess those are the ones that they wanted to save and the, and the, and the ones, the Nephilim that were being bred, that were being born, were not docile at all. They were war, they were heroes, they were warmongers, they were fighters. So that particular period when um they were about to return, that is what caused the great floods of the past. 
no, no, no. The the well, yeah, the the planet coming back into our inner solar system. Um, ah. basically, the the gravitational pull between the planets is what ended up causing all the disturbances that led to the planet warming, that led to the ice caps melting, and apparently, the ice caps melting all over the world at around the same time is what caused the great flood. So, Ying Yang, mm -hmm. what you're saying is. When that planet comes back around again, like in 29 something, allegedly, we're going to have another flood. Awesome. I mean, that's what it alludes to. So, I mean, is that when the official apocalypse is going to be? Who knows? If, if Issa predicts it, I don't know. We have to see what he says. Well, he said March 3rd. March 3rd. So, March 3rd, 29. 3 3. 3 3. I don't know the last two numbers, but 3 3. Okay. Oh. I asked uh, AI. Did the mm -hmm. anarchy just leave it? And if so, why? According to ancient Mesopotamian mythology, there's no specific accounts or narratives that describe the anarchy leaving it. The stories and myths about the anarchy generally revolve around their interactions with humanity and their involvement in the shaping of human civilization. That's a good but they did leave. Yeah. I mean... I'm a little creeped out. I'm going to tell it, you why. It, Elon Musk. It sounds like they were these Musk. very smart. It was a very smart group. And then they're like, let's create these beings to work for us. And then these beings that they created to work for got kind of out of control and wacky and started having opinions. And it kind of sounds like we're, we're doing with AI. Then they bought Twitter. And in three weeks, not three weeks, but in a couple of years, AI is going to be like out of control and we're all going to be dead. And we're just going to be like, let's go somewhere else because then leave this place for them. Yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds like that, doesn't it, Patty? It does. It's a little creepy. I love all the all the couple of things that we mentioned. And, you know, doesn't it sound familiar from when we were children hearing Bible stories, great floods, um, angels coming down and having sex with humans. That was a Bible story you guys heard? Yeah. Yeah, that is a Bible story. Up around Bible story. So wait, what? Give me that Bible story. That is well, they don't call them aliens, but they said the gods, you know, the fallen gods had sex with human women and gave and and produced the heroes, the renowned men of old, the heroes of old, and that's what the Great Flood was about to destroy them because they were de destroying humanity. That's what the Bible says. Oh wow! Wow. That's big in uh, Greek mythology it's, too, it's, dude. Yeah. It's so intertwined, is wild. Yeah, the, the gods slept with the humans and they created Hercules and is Gilgamesh? Yeah. I forgot the other one's name. But two superhumans. And I think But Zeus had was... love shagging humans. Did he? Probably. He did. Well, yeah, <laughs> Zeus was all Hercules. about the human chicks. You're yeah. right, you're right. Mm-hmm. But Jesus was just out there in general. He was into everything. He looked wild in the pictures I see. Yeah. Zeus. <laughs> that crazy guy. Oh, shagging. That crazy Zeus. I'm sorry. I got to go back to the Bible thing. So when you guys were kids, <laughs> your parents told you a Bible story about angels coming down and having sex with people? It wasn't well, like... 
and glamorize it. Like, this is what we're going to teach you today. But when you read it, it's literally like a short paragraph, like literally a very short paragraph. But it does say so. But I have to say, like, nobody was like, oh, did you see that? I wasn't like, okay. That. But you're like reading, reading, reading. You're like, wait, what did that say? Let me go back. And you go back. You're like, no, that really is what it said. Wow, this is interesting. But you have to read it because it's not like you're going to go to church and they're going to be like, guess what we're learning about today? No, it's not like that. Is that why they left off the, the, birth, the birth of Jesus? Is that why there's an immaculate conception? Because, you know, you know, um, our, our boy uh, Mary, Mary was married to what's his name again? What's the guy's Joseph? name? Joseph. Joseph. What was Joseph thinking? He's like, oh, you got impregnated by God, huh? Okay. Well, that's why the angel had oh. to come directly to Joseph and be like, brah, keep her because that's one of us. The angel, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the angel appeared to Joseph and said that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So where was Joseph at the time? Joseph Ooh. was getting ready to be like, peace out, Mary. So basically, then... the angel was shagging Mary, is what you're saying. I did is not that say what we're that. saying here? I did not say that. I did not say that. I feel like that. that's what we're saying. That is that not what I'm saying. So, wait, no? I feel like we're getting off track, but I got to ask. Mary got pregnant before she married Joseph? Yes. Oh, Did she? God. No. She was with Joseph. She was already married to Joseph. And, and they, they have like back? about four other kids, dude. All of them is mm -hmm. on the camel head. Host. 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 Jesus was the first kid. Mary yes. and Joseph had a shitload of kids after the fact. They but did. They did. Virgin, so why was she a virgin? Because they were not married yet. Exactly. And they didn't consummate their marriage until after Jesus was born. Because oh. if you have sex with a pregnant woman, the baby feels it. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My brain, like, I, I try to process, <laughs> like, serious <laughs> shit, and then you sprinkle that shit in there, it's dude. It's so slick. He and was I, like, calculations, and he was uncomfortable. And then you mentioned the baby shagging, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> she just sprinkled Damn. that one in there. And, and then you catch me off guard, and I love it. You catch me off guard, and I so love it. In terms of the story of the Adokai and what you would uh, see, we're looking at an alien civilization, just to recap, that come down, redefine our genetics, and make us more proficient workers to mine gold. Now, in, in retrospect of the time and place, what would the Anukai dealing with? Like, hey, like in my head... It was cavemen at the time. That's what they do. They take like the like Uga Muga mm -hmm. hole in clubs mm -hmm. and those type of cavemen, and that is what they genetically modify. Yeah. yeah. And it was like an instantaneous thing. In the grand well, scheme, uh, uh, intergalactic thought, which could have be 500 years. We don't know. They were just chilling out, right? Mm -hmm. And they do something. They redefine our evolution. They redefine what we're capable of thinking. Shit went wrong. We start thinking too much. We start saying this gold look good in chains, microchips, different things. Maybe we shouldn't mine all this gold for these uh, alien people. Maybe we should keep some gold for us. That's when the Anukai say, it's a wrap. Let's go. Or did they get the gold? I don't know how much gold they got. That's interesting. I don't know if they actually fixed their planetary system but what it does what it does say is that like this was going on for like a long time and then because we can shag now we 
became huge, became, became overpopulated. The cities that they had built could no longer contain us. So they had to kick people out of the city, which is where like apparently the story of being kicked out of Eden comes from is when the humans were like kicked out of um their super posh like cities that they built. And um, so from then on out, it doesn't really talk about the people that were kicked out, how they were, but apparently those were probably some of the people that the flood like ended up like taking away because they weren't cool people to begin with. So the people that remained in the city were the like, chosen ones. And a few of those ones were the ones that were saved in the flood story. And the whole entire purpose was so that they could repopulate and have like a controlled population of docile workers that was the whole entire purpose of keeping those few and getting rid of like all the rest so did they um post flood get like their gold that's a good question lewis any thoughts I'm curious if i forgot where i heard it but the gold was for their spaceships or something like that because gold is a great superconductor that that's the way that i i understood it oh okay um, I thought it was for their actually like the planet itself, like the like the atmosphere was destroyed because of some calamity. I mean, when you're looking at like, you know, hundreds of thousand year old myth myths are always like a little bit discrepant right, right. there. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they just the planet. like big bulky chains. <laughs> that reminds awesome, me of James. something. Talking about, you know, fixing their atmosphere with gold. Bill Nye the science guy a few years back came up with the idea of space sails and some yes. spaceships have that. Yeah, that's a real yeah. thing, right? Okay. Yeah. It, it moves the spaceship forward, whatever, mm -hmm. but they also have shields they can make in space to block the sun out from hitting the planet. Right. So, yeah. you know, it is uh, some, apparently, some in science. Apparently, gold has properties that should, can shield from radiation. So the telescopes that have been sent out recently have gold foils around them to protect from some of the radiation. So that's what the theory is about. Um, but yeah, that's what it, that's... Dude, so so basically when the space station set actually falls down, when they abandoned it, I'm going to be like they're catching gold, basically, right? Yeah, for sure. In the sky. For sure. <laughs> Peanut molten gold that has dropped from the atmosphere. Isn't silver worth more than gold? Oh, anyway, is it really? I know it kills no. werewolves. No, my Maybe. dude, uh, my good brethren, yeah, he's no. super in. Well, he's super into doing things that against uh, the system, and he don't want to invest in stocks or any kind of shit like that. So he invests legit, straight out gold and silver. Gold is the the still the, the standard. I'm talking about this dude have like a, a safe and open up the safe and show you like bricks of fucking gold and silver and shit and this is where his money this is his investments you know i like where dude does he i live? don't know canada. where does this dude live oh canada what's his, <laughs> what's his address <laughs> it is it's a heavy like gold coins <laughs> like silver coins that's uh -huh. all his investments I, I i just be like dude i don't know Microsoft is going to grow in the third quarter. You should think about throwing some cash into Google, dude. Like, I think it's going to blow up. Netflix is going up. Like, I was saying, you got some Netflix today. He's a doomsday prepper. Those ones are the ones hoarding gold. He's, I don't know. He's collecting gold. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, 
and have like um uh idea that you guys have in terms of uh what the it, like it had prophecy ideas of Anukai coming back, like in terms of Tot coming back. I think they had mentioned this was the idea. The returner taught would be like the returner Jesus. So mm -hmm. it have like ideas of uh, the Anukai coming back. There are a couple of things out there that talk about when Nibiru returns. So so will they because they're going to come to reclaim what they started type of thing. Um, and of course, that's like one of the things that's, you know, rumored to be like in the works and it's going to have like when you think about like biblical prophecy of like the apocalypse of the earthquakes and all those different things like yeah that's one of the things that i saw associated with a possible return i have a question when did this idea become popular that they were aliens when did that pick up steam do you guys know i don't know no dude i know i know i know oh, things okay. i know things hold on let me let me tell you his name tell us Sakurai Stitchum. Yes. He's the one yes. that he wrote books about it. Um, there's a lot of uh debates regarding his interpretations, but he's like the main dude. And he lived in the early 19 Issa has all those dates because he's prepared. So October yeah. born October. No, sorry, July 11, 1920. A cancer. Ooh, that energy. Just saying. He was an author of a number of books proposing an explanation for human origins involving ancient astronauts. Uh, Stitchin attributed the creation of the ancient Sumerian culture to the Anukai, which he stated was a race of extraterrestrials from a planet beyond Neptune called Nibiru. He asserted that the Sumerian mythology suggests that this hypothetical planet of Nibiru is an elongated 3,600-year-long elliptical orbit around the sun. And Stitchin's books have sold millions of copies worldwide and have been transla translated in over 25 languages. Wow, um, I a recent thing, honestly. But if he, was, if he was born in 1923 and he was writing books, I know he wasn't writing books out of the womb, but... You know, like let's say he started when he was like in his thirties or forties. That's so a long time ago. I know it's it, it not that bad, girl. Like apparently, um, according to Stitchin's interpretation, now he didn't just make this shit up. He didn't George Lucas this shit, right? So apparently, his interpretation of the Mesopotamian iconography and symbolism, right? So he was looking at the tablets. Right. And apparently his interpretation of it was outlined in his 1976 book. Um, so it was 76, but like 1976 book, The Twelfth Planet. And apparently it had multiple sequels. Well, that makes sense because wasn't the 90s, the 1970s, wasn't that a time where like alien belief was like it was hot? It was hot. Yeah, it was like a big thing during that mm -hmm. time. And the guy just died not like a couple of years ago, so he was around until really recent. How you feel that? Um, you feel like Stitchin? How you feel about Stitchin, Christine? So and then we go what, to Lewis. So one of the things that I've heard about him, which you know, 
his work is fascinating for someone like me who, you know, grew up in a certain culture with these types of beliefs. So his work is very interesting. But one of the things that I heard, which I found kind of, you know, funny, where he's like peers basically said he either grossly misunderstood the tablets or he purposely misled the public on with his interpretations. So with that, I was like, those are strong words. And I heard that from like more than one source. It was like a couple of people who were like, oh yeah, he was either actually trying, um, basically he, um, he repressed information that would have been counter um, to the information he was trying to put out. So they're basically saying he actually was just trying to like entertain people and was just plain outlying in a lot of times. So to me, I find that interesting, but then these tablets do exist. The interpretations that he has, there are other people, there are other scholars who have had interpretations as well. And although they differ slightly, they're not like, there's not like a humongous difference. So um, I think maybe in my personal opinion, there's probably a little bit of an exaggeration in what he was providing because there's an element of entertainment in all of this as well. It's super interesting for someone like me. And if you are going to write a book and you have fact, 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 and then you have a little story in there with heart and information about some, you know, um, 400,000 year old ancestor of mine who fell in love and earned the ability to shag like yeah this might make it a little bit more interesting for the average person to read so I think maybe he took a little bit of information that was um historically available and decided to make it entertaining for the masses and take advantage of the time because there was that interest in it and that's I just true. big interest at the time the occult and all that stuff and yeah that's true that's, that's true wild time I'm yeah what what if what if just what if they're just regular looking aliens, right? Like regular, like people? No, but like just your your standard gray with the big uh, eyes and you know all that. But they were tall. They were like gigantic. Like that's what the the description is. Yeah, is yeah. That we were like very small compared to them. Our eyes, you mean? Their eyes were gigantic. Their eyes were gigantic. No, they just were like big in stature. Exactly. They were like just tall beings. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And whoever was seeing all this initially, it was their interpretation of it. So you see these figures of, you know, of, of, of you know, half bird, like bird head, human body type thing. They're they're trying to interpret it in their own way, mm -hmm. and that, that's the way they understood what they were seeing because it's not something they've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. So what would they would what would they what would they be able to kind of put two and two together with? with you know, so yeah, maybe they're greys. Hmm. There is a, a conversation that they were reptilians. Oh, yeah. Well, when I imagine greys, I imagine them reptilian. Like I, why? I because I just imagine them scaly for some reason. Maybe I always imagine gray smooth. Not me. Maybe they can see me at night, Kiki. <laughs> um, question. We're pressing that. Uh huh. There, I, I'm sure there's many in the audience who don't know what greys are, including me. What's it? What's a gray again? Alien? Oh, just uh, no, you think of an alien, and it's pretty much a standard. Yeah. You know, the gray with a big head. Yeah, that's a gray with the big eyes. Two little holes right there for the nose. Yeah. Which, out of topic, do you guys think the grays went to Bayside? Oh, we did an episode. Oh, dude, <laughs> and I know you listened to it, Christine. Of course, it's I so to obvious it. that yeah, you had the episode. I know. Of course, that we kick off twenty twenty four with and Yang. 
2024 has been a wild girl. year so far. 2024 has been a wild year so far. So just throwing it out there. And they were tall, Kiki. Yeah, they were tall. They were like 10 feet tall, allegedly. They're not 10 foot tall aliens. <laughs> I think it was an interdimensional thing. I think it had like interdimensional elements in it. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it, it was on Anunnaki just trying to take pictures with the parrots and base. Like Mark, he has returned. He was scoping. Out, he was scoping out the scene before. To, he he's an informant for his people. By the way, guys, I was there that day and I left apparently just like if two three hours before all of that went down. Kiki, why did why did you? Yeah, okay, I'm, oh. Why did I go to base? <laughs> Why did you go to Bayside? Uh, you know, it's so funny that you say that because anyone I say that to, they're like, well, what are you doing at Bayside? Because I had tourists in town. And, you know, when you're when you're like with tourists, you do things like that. Yeah. Tourist yeah. Things. When tourist we did things. the episode during his his uh, intro, it's like was talking about Bayside, like it was the place to be. And I was like, you haven't been to Bayside in a while. <laughs> so he yeah. was like talking about luxury shops or something. I was like, let me tell you that was the first time i had been there in like 10 years and it is the last time i'll be there obviously not just for the aliens but just because it's bayside and no i wasn't there in a while well i want to go just to see how bad it can do it's been a minute it's it's just for young people it's not for us it's not for us Mm. i mean so in terms of the anunnaki and where we at now in this whole story we just waiting for them to return. That's that's kind of like the the go to. They say that like, what was the promise of them returning? Like, what's the big deal? So when they return, they're basically coming to take over their cities and you know the people that they created and reign again over everything. So it's supposed to be, and I don't know if Louis wants to add into any of this, but it's supposed to be like the great upheaval again with everything just like first of all planetary wise a whole entire shakeup of the earth because nibiru is going to like ruin the axis and you know make it unstable again but also just for them to like rule in their supremacy over humankind and return us to the slavers that we were <laughs> so we're just waiting to become slaves again louis did you hear anything differently uh, pyramids coming back for the looks and from the looks of it, they're, we're gonna we're gonna start building pyramids, mm-hmm. and yeah. And the reason that the pyramids were created and all this ancient structure that were created was so that they can find their way back to us. Like the but, alignment and everything is supposed to be kind of like I don't know, maybe like a GPS of sorts. Yeah, but now they have Bayside to track them. Have you guys seen the? Have you guys seen the line that I think they're building in like I think Saudi Arabia? It's like. Oh. Uh, how many, what is it like? Is I've it like that? So amazing, dude. Me, that's I'm something that, like that. So that, that's what I kind of imagine they live in something like, you know, that, that kind of setup. Maybe it's for that. It's incredible, bro. Like, Khalid, you see that line? Yeah, I see it. Uh, developing a whole like a line, in. like is a vertical way of living. Like, a, yeah. 99 is, miles across, and I think. Like uh, two feet wide, like it's weird. It's like, yeah, no, it's like super wide and super thing, but it, it, it's a line, man. It's changeable like, parts, like the the parts of the city move to you in your area, or you move towards it. That's a, that's kind of a cool idea, cool, cool concept. It's insane. Yes. So that that's how I imagine the Anunnaki get down with their living and stuff. That's how they live. Like a line. So the line 
Near Spark City, is that what it is? I was very confused by what you guys were saying was a line. I was like, what do you mean a line? That's what it is? Yeah. In Saudi Arabia, the line. A long line of a extremely big mega development that's going to have housing. Yeah, mega city that's yeah. going to have housing and shopping and works and everything like that. And everybody's going to live in, like, when you think about like a futuristic city where everybody lives under the same gigantic roof, that's exactly what it is, except that it's like one line that runs across the desert. So I just yeah, keep thinking like, how much resources are, are they using? Of course, I'm going to think about resources because I'm just like, oh, that's a lot of resources that you guys are using. And we have all these cities that were already built in the Middle East that nobody's using. We have all these cities in China that have been built that nobody's using, like just empty right. ghost cities. It's just going to be like another ghost line. I mean, it's in theory, it's an interesting idea, but will it be actually like a livable city when so many of the other things that have been built have not been? Because the estimated building cost is U.S. 100 to 200 billion with some estimates as high as $1 trillion. It is claimed by the Saudi government that it will create 460,000 jobs. First, uh, spur economic diversification, sorry, my throat, guys, <clears throat> and contribute $180 billion to domestic GDP by 2030, which that's the equivalent of $48 billion U.S. dollars. Um, it looks cool. It does. It looks cool. And the thing about it is that when you're building these cities, yes, it oh. does create jobs. But once you've built the city, like those people who are building it, like they they don't have a job anymore unless you're actually able to like make sure that there's something else for them to do because then they can't contribute to, you know, that society. They can't be able to afford to live there either. So to me, it's always wild when they're like, oh, this project is going to create jobs. Yeah, it'll create jobs while you're building it. Once you're done building it, what then? What happens to all those people who, who help build it? Like what then? You gotta maintain it. Gotta, the yeah. the whole gold cup thing, oh, uh, the the world cup. Oh, we're world cup coming to Brazil. Thousands of jobs. Now it's now it's uh, basically that nature's taking over those stadiums. Pretty much, you you got mm -hmm. you got all, all types of greenery growing on, and it's and it's just mm -hmm. a big break of nothing. Pretty much not doing anything. Every city that has had the Olympics has had an economic decline after the Olympics. Every city. Mm -hmm. Wow. Jeez. Some closing thoughts on uh, Anunnaki. Um, I'm gonna ask us if we believe in this theory. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you if you believe in the theory. <laughs> but uh, before that, I'm gonna ask you. So, if you were the Anunnaki, Miss Patricia Abaroa, yeah, right, you modified genetics. Mm -hmm. Would you be proud of what you create right now? No. Would you be super disappointed? Because yes. you're looking at the line, you're looking at electric cars, you're looking at cable, you're looking at microwaves, you're looking at mocha pots for espressos, and then you're looking at war, and you're looking at, you know, the Middle East, and you're looking at, yeah. I'm proud of the espresso creation, but I'm not proud of all the other stuff. But Send another flood. <laughs> wash it all away. Thank George Clooney for the espresso. Oh. George Clooney. You're looking at George oh. Clooney, dude. What a delight. What a delight George Clooney is. He's in the commercials. Oh. I think he got money in that too, man. I think he's making those espressos. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a George Tequila. Clooney edition. Oh, we don't have that one. We gotta get it. <laughs> I'd rather give my money to George Clooney than Jeff Bezos. So, 
saying, um, love me some Amazon. Bring some cultural value. <laughs> Basil, okay, so one, another one of those uh, maybe alien guys too. Be Anunnaki. Bezos over Musk, though. Bezos over Musk. And, and, oh, hundred percent. Bezos is, and Bezos like actually looks like you know an advanced. Kind of interdimensional being he does because he's bald he does <laughs> what about mark though because i totally think he looks like a hybrid who, who? He does mark zuckerberg? Zuckerberg? Yeah. no mark zuckerberg facebook oh facebook oh, dude like, like, like a half human half fish he's another one <laughs> you know fish that their eyes are really close together what he looks like like a half human half one of those fish facebook is another one dude it's so weird like you drop some money in facebook it is still growing dude like I, for real in terms of like a stock to invest in and nobody i know in america use facebook is all about uh, international uh growth yeah. just yeah. going on so it's weird huge internationally huge mm. i didn't know that i would have throw some money in facebook just saying before gold and um silver and yeah would you be proud of uh mankind if you were the Anunnaki. I wipe this out again. Like, what is this foolishness that we are doing right now? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, we created you to, like, do this and do that. And you guys are just out here just acting a fool. Like, no, what are you people doing? I would have been like, nah, let's start over. Let's start over. This is foolishness. My opinion. Cheers. I, I feel... <laughs> I feel they would spare like folks like us that are kind of down with their stuff. You know, we're like, hey, we, we like you. I don't. I, I we'd be spared. I don't think they're gonna hold interviews. They're just gonna mm -hmm. be like, wipe it all away. I I okay. do have to say though, I still find it. You know, when you look at ancient cultures, that there's so much of the same information from different cultures around the world. I think that's just, yeah. Why do so many different cultures have like a lot of the same stories? Why does the flood exist in every single culture? I know we've talked about that. All these different things, it's so similar. So to me, I'm just like, you know, how judges used to say, I won't name the judge where the smoke is fire, that type of thing. Like when you hear, like maybe there is something that these people were like noticing and they're trying their best to like capture it in the most human way that they could. So of course it's not going to be completely accurate, but it's also like when you have cultures from Mesopotamia and Central America recording the same thing, drawing the same pictures, they're drawing the same pictures of the same people. It's right. so what well, that being said, do I believe but I, I do have to say, if I were them, I would definitely start. <laughs> and that's my piece. Wow, dude. Khalid, what are you thinking, buddy? This was like one of the most mind-altering educational episodes that we do. Because we had people like Lewis and Christine on, you know? Party is like a spring of knowledge constantly. And I feel like me and you, we develop our wall to because it's just constant truth coming out, you know? But now we get this new thing from Inyang. We get this new thing from Lewis. It's so brilliant. What's your thoughts on it, buddy? I don't need to have thoughts. The thoughts were already presented in these beautiful people that are here today. But let me tell you something. You guys, wait, wait, wait. You I just want Patty to know that that's our song bite for the episode. I don't need to have thoughts. <laughs> they were presented. But I do have a guy here named Anthony, and he's my welder. He's welding a car for me in the backyard. And before uh -huh. I came here for this podcast, I asked him, you know who the Anunnaki is? He's like, yeah, yeah, man, they're here still. I was like, what? 
Yeah, they're here still. Yeah, they have that planet and it's circling back around like, oh, damn, our world knows about the Anunnaki. Cool. And he's like, they're here. So, you know, the thought of um, uh, what would they think of us? I'm like, they're cool with it because we're they're slaves still. Just saying, you know, we're slaves to somebody. They're still here. There you go. Thank you, Anthony. Big shout out to Tony. Tony DeWelder, if you're in the Miami-Dade area and you have any type of car welding needs, (laughs) please. Come to a backyard near you. He will come to your backyard. He'll get spared for because I mean he believes and because he and because he's a welder. That is like, a valuable. Right. Valuable. Are fucked. Like no, we, we're down with them. We're down with the cops. We'll be all right. You have our We're just gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a desk job or something. <laughs> 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 like moving an abacus. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i want to see from the aliens dude i wanted anything else i want to see somebody bring back the abacus like if it just had like if it just had like some type of cultural movement to just make the abacus relevant again that would that would be it for me um christine lou thanks so much for um being here i'm gonna keep hitting you guys up to come back as often as you could um (laughs) thank you so much um patty any closing thoughts i just hope they 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 keep the cats all the cats oh yeah definitely don't wipe out the cats and i hope that they um encourage folks all around the world to touch grass more often touch grass definitely touch grass while you can hug a tree once the great flood comes, you're going to be swimming in water. And with that, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. Oh, my gosh.